Welcome to another episode of The Sarah Scoop Show. I'm your host, Sarah Rollman, and on this season of The Sarah Scoop Show, I'm getting the scoop on all things Big Brother with exclusive interviews from past contestants on one of our favorite reality shows. Today we have Elena Davies from Big Brother. Thank you so much for being here with us on Valentine's Day. Thank you so much for having me on Valentine's Day. Was Big Brother something that you had always wanted to do? How did the journey kind of happen for you to go on the show? Not really. It was more something Mark had always wanted to do. And I've been an, a, a fan of the show, but I, again, I think it's my cynicism gets to me because I'm like, why would they ever pick me? Like, I would never make it. So it, I'm not going to waste my time casting. And um, so I got reached out to by somebody who worked in as a recruiter for the casting company. And they were just like, hey, I think you'd be good on the show. Like she had been, I guess she had been following me on Instagram or knew me as the radio personality I was before. Um, and she's the one that inspired me to try out. And even throughout the entire process, I was like, okay, I'm doing this, but like there's no way they're gonna pick me out of however many crazy people are, are applying for this show, like why me? But it's, and looking back, the precise timing of everything, how it all worked out and the way my life shifted to allow that door to open and other doors to close. It was, I mean, I hate to kind of like be senti and ooey gooey, but like it was totally a God thing. And I think the biggest motivation there was like, I needed to meet Mark. Yeah, no, I think that is such a cool story. I mean, you just kind of let things happen and now look where you are. I know. It's insane. <laughs> we were talking earlier before we went live and I was just mentioning how during the jury dude like the jury part, I was totally understanding everything you were saying there about like being a bitter juror. Like after watching the show back, do you think you would have done things different, like with aligning with Paul and all of those things? Um, you know, Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's it's really easy for content consumers to have all of the opinions right. and to to be like, oh well, I would do this. I'm like, yeah, well, you have all the information. I don't. I'm living in blindness with everyone lying to me and manipulating me. Um, there are definitely things I would have done differently, but at the end of the day, I think that Paul having three weeks of safety was unfair, mm -hmm. and him. Coming into the house as a vet is tough, but he also has a leg up in ways. And I'm not, um, I'm not saying that every season's different. Every vet situation is different, but I think there were a lot of weak-minded players in our, in our season. And Paul is a master manipulator. He is good at that. And so that on top of having three weeks of safety, it's like you can't target him. Yeah. You have you have to at least, especially after you see the way he's already kind of put a spell on some people, you can't go against him because then he's going to tell people that you need to be the target. And I watched it happen over and over again. And I, I truly did trust him at the beginning. But about the time, about the time his, his safety expired is when I was like, mm, I just don't think that you have my best interest in mind as as you have been saying or Mark's, and that's where we would have loved to do make a big game move and try to get Paul out. We couldn't win an HOH. Jess and Cody would have, um, well, Jessica's HOH, she didn't, uh, she didn't target uh, Paul as kind of like a, 
you know, trying to get Cody back in the house smoothly and maybe lesser them as a target. And looking back, I, I wish I would have really encouraged Jessica to use her um, her veto, take Ramsey's off the block, and put Paul up. And granted, he probably wouldn't have gone home. He probably wouldn't have had those votes. But at least um, Josh would have gone home. That would have been nice. <laughs> but looking back, it's just like if you can't win an HOH and you can't get power, which we didn't, it's really hard to make the moves we wanted to make. And especially as we were already so low on the totem pole, uh, by that time in the season, it, it's tough. But yeah, I, looking back, I just I really wish I would have been able to to win an HOH and made a big move in the house, and I I didn't have that that opportunity. And it it honestly still kills me. I have nightmares. <laughs> would you, is that something you would go back into the house again as a vet? If that opportunity presented itself, is it oppor- if that opportunity presented itself, I would definitely consider it. Um, Mark and I have said the same thing. Like we're both really competitive people. So looking back at how we placed in our season, especially, not to be mean, but especially against the people that we played against, seeing players that didn't even try, like Matt, making it further in the game, or somebody, you know, like Raven, who thinks she really played a manipulating game or was the pet master, had this social game, and knowing what everyone else was saying about her, it's like you... It's, it's a bummer for us to see that we didn't compete against them and place higher or win. So I, I want to go back and kind of prove to myself more than anything that I can play a better game. I can I can win at comps and um I, I can make big game moves. Did you have a lot of time to prepare before you went into the house for Big Brother? Like I know you're talking about comps and things. Like, did you have enough like, time to get ready for those? Not, I mean, not really. It's, I started casting for Big Brother almost a year ago, um, back in March last year. And it started out as like a, well, you know, like, well, probably not. And then it's just like, all of a sudden you're top 50, you're top 25, you're in finals. Like, it's happening. They're telling you to pack. But I also still had a full-time job and, you know, other responsibilities. And you can't tell anyone So my friends who are used to a certain, you know, behavior from me or expecting me to go out of town with them or do things, it's like, they're like, okay, what's going on? Something suspicious. Like people were, I have, my close friends were like, there's something going on. Like you're not being normal. But I mean, there's just nothing at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do to 100% prepare for Big Brother. Like you, even if you know that you're going on the show, even if you have months, it's like, you don't know what the show is going to toss your way. So, um, I would say I probably could have like hit the gym a little bit more and, uh, maybe seen a therapist before I went in the house. I don't know what I could have done better to prepare. That's great. Um, okay. So what did you pack in your big brother bag? Everything. I mean, you, you basically have to pack with the, the thought that you may be there for four months. And I was. So, um, I wish I had packed a little bit more like comfy, cozy clothes. And I even everybody says it. And I feel like I'd even heard that before I went on the show. But it's you think you're like, oh, I'm going to go be on TV. Like I need to look beautiful every day, like a model. No, that's your house. Like you just are in comfy clothes all day long. You're in the pool. You're working out or doing a comp. Like you only really get dressed up for live show day. 
So I wish I had packed more cozy clothes, but we also have to follow the packing guidelines. And so that was tough to, you know, there's things that are more approved for camera and things that aren't. So it was hard to pack. And then even just like for a girl, like I'm a product junkie. I'm like, I need all the things. So you have, I'm, I'm packing your makeup. makeup always looked so good. I'm like, yeah, I was wondering, what does she have? Like, how does she get that perfect bronze on there? Thank you. Um, I all just packed so much stuff and you don't know what you're going to, it's, it's, I have anxiety because I am such a product. I'm like, what if I run out? Like, I don't have enough room to pack. Like, oh my gosh. And then they don't let you pack everything. So yeah, it's, it's tough, um, to, to bring everything and know what you're packing. But I, I, I think I did okay. I, I didn't run out of any makeup and that was what I was truly concerned about. <laughs> Um, okay, so what is one thing, so going off of that, what is one thing you wish you could have taken, whether it was in the rules or not, into the house? Uh, oh my gosh, I mean, there's so many things. One thing I, you, I caught myself wishing I had so much was eyebrow scissors. <laughs> like, just my little scissors, I, I, I'm very invested in the brow, and we couldn't have anything like that because it's like a weapon. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So I really wish I could have had my eyebrow scissors. I mean, that makes sense. Like, your eyebrows start going. Like, how do you, like, you get to wax them or anything when you're there? No. Like, I was just plucking like crazy. But they also grow long. Like, you have to trim them. So, it was bad. Um. Okay. Did you expect to come out of the house being such a huge role model to so many girls the way you have? Um. You know, something you said to me before we started this live was that when you watch the show back, and you're probably just saying that to be nice. No, <laughs> I'm seriously being honest. I'm like, oh, I, I totally, Elena, yep, I would have been her friend. That that was my goal. And I've said this in interviews before. Like, I went on the show to play a game and to, and to win $500,000. And it's tough to be exactly who you want to be. In a, on a platform in that environment because sometimes you do have to be a little nasty and sometimes you do have to lie and manipulate or show a side of yourself that you don't want to. And in a lot of ways, I think that mindset saved me because I was like, okay, I'm not going to be nasty to some people when I want, when I normally in real life probably would have been. I didn't like their behavior and I would have called them out a little quicker because I wanted to be nice and, you know, potentially have their vote later on. But also knowing I had that platform, I really wanted to go in there and, yeah, play a game, win money. But I also knew, like, some people are going to be watching this and have a really tough life back at home or watching it to escape their own reality or whatever their situation may be, like having a, going through a breakup, having tough times, sick, whatever it is. And I wanted to kind of be like a light in their life. Whether it was I make them laugh or distract them or I'm really relatable or I'm funny, whatever, whatever I could be to people watching the content consumers, I wanted to relate to them. I wanted to be the girl that people said, I can be friends with that girl. She's pretty cool. And so hearing that is one of my biggest compliments, honestly, coming off the show is being likable and being just kind of authentic. And um, so hearing that I'm a role model to people, it's still crazy to me because I'm like, what have I done? But if they can relate to me and I made them laugh, then like that's mission accomplished for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that like you were saying, there's times when you just are like, oh, you probably have cringe moments watching it back, but no one knows what it's like being in that situation or the pressure or the feelings and everything. Because I think a lot of people watch the show, but 
from what I understand now, like, I mean, there is no, like, you do not ever leave that house and you have those cameras on you 24 hours a day. Like, I, I think people hear that, but like, I can only imagine what it's like for you on the inside. Yeah, it's even me explaining it to people and I, I'll go in depth and I'm like, listen, listen to me. No one understands like what it's like. And I think that's why it's neat to have the big brother family that we have because it's like I meet another big brother player and it's just like instant connection because I know that they understand what I've been through in that environment. And so that, that kind of thing does help. But we also have some of the most incredible fans that saw us for us and like really set aside game moves or, you know, fights or whatever. And like looked at the good in us and our hearts and we have the best fans and supporters around me and Mark. And I'm sure everybody says that, but I'm like, really we do. And um, again, that, that makes me feel like I did my job right in that house. And if people love me and support me this much, then I, I guess I showed them who I really am and they were open enough to see it. And that means the world to me. Do you keep in touch with anyone from your season besides Mark? Uh, Mark and I love Jess and Cody. Obviously they're going to be moving pretty close to where we just got our house. Um, so we stay in touch with them pretty often. I love Ramsey's so much. Tomorrow. You're talking to him tomorrow. I know I saw whenever I first saw your tweet, um, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Ramsey. No, he's on the next day. <laughs> I was like, how cool. But please tell him I love him and I miss him. Yes, I will. Um, and then Jason is honestly, he evicted me, so I hate him. But he, we don't talk to him a ton, but he is one of my favorite people from our season. Um, and we just saw Kevin in Boston and his family. They stayed with us. Kevin's, what a guy. He's, he's just as interesting outside the house as he was inside the house. Yeah, I talked to him last week, and he just, I mean, had so many stories, and he just seemed like such a, a neutral player in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he definitely, uh, someday, I, we still haven't figured him out. We were talking about him the other day, and we we're like, we really, like, I love him to death. I have nothing bad to say about that man. Um, but we just haven't figured him out. Like, he did kind of float his way through that whole game, but we couldn't tell if he really was super smart and knew what was going on and played dumb or if he just had no idea where he was like we're we're not sure and nobody else could have gotten away with the way he played except for him it's like kevin got a pass for being kevin like he was so suspicious about what he did for a living he's like yeah i'm a stay-at-home dad and we're no one else would have gotten away with that but we're like it's kevin anytime an hoh got a basket and got alcohol it was like, well, I mean, I'm going to give at least one beer to Kevin. <laughs> and it's like, why? Because he's, why can't I have a beer? <laughs> like, it's because he's Kevin. He got stuff. It's so funny to me. I don't know. And then he won that $25,000 at the beginning of the game. Did no one, no one knew? No one. And then it just worked out so well for him because that first HOH comp, me, him, Josh, and Jillian were on the same team. And Josh threw the comp, essentially, and stole the golden apple. So he didn't even have to throw because that was part of the stipulations. If you take the $25,000, you can't compete for HOH. You cannot be the first HOH. Mm -hmm. So you have to throw the comp somehow. He didn't even have to throw it because Josh threw it for him. So no one suspected really me, Kevin, or Jillian because we didn't even have a chance to play. Like, it, it never came up in conversation. I honestly thought it was Josh that got the $25,000 and that's how he threw it. Yeah. The, 
the the number of dumb game moves Josh made and still won is shocking. I mean, I voted for him, but it's shocking. Right. Right. He, yeah, it was so interesting watching it. I'm sure like you watched it too. And you're like, why did we not do this or that? I honestly haven't watched it back. Oh, you didn't watch it back? No, I'm honestly, part of it is we've been so busy. Um, a lot of it is I have PTSD. Yeah. Like I, I get anxious. This is the most embarrassing thing. And I haven't told anyone this publicly yet. So I'll go ahead and tell you. We were in our hotel the other night. We were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and everything closes at 5 p.m. So (laughs) there was nothing else to do. So we went back to our hotel, and Celebrity Big Brother was on. And we we, we turned it on, and I started watching, and I kept getting, like, it was, like, inside of me, like a roller coaster of emotions. And then all of a sudden, I just burst out into tears, just full-on started crying. And I'm, I'm not, I'm still not certain why. Just all of it came back to you? I think so. I think it was, like, a lot of disappointment in the way the game worked out for us. And, obviously, I'm more than happy with what I gained from that house. and that. But as far as actual gameplay goes, I I see some of the stuff as so unfair. And, um, you know, people throwing comps in Paul's name, Christmas winning a foot race with a broken foot, and people making it further in the game that I feel like I played harder than them or cared more. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what all it was or just the like trauma of like experiencing it and then watching it again. Just, you just see these things that are so, that are so true to big brother and people being like, no blood on my hands. And like, well, I'm going to have to, I don't want to target her, but I'm like, <laughs> like I just have, anxiety watching it back when you said that about them throwing comps like i cannot understand why people would just throw comps how like do you have an explanation for that i will say that like occasionally um throwing a comp can be a strategic move even in like for example this last celebrity big brother i don't know if you're watching it but um marissa and i think omarosa were the last two to play the veto against each other and they wanted one of the girls to come off the block to replace um, with Shannon. And in my head, if I was Marissa, I would have thrown that last question and just let Omarosa take herself off the block. So it didn't seem like that was part of the plan. It was just like, well, she took herself off the block. We have to put someone up there. But it's fine. Like, you know, you're just you're just going to, you know, sit there. Don't worry. Yeah. And that's the pawn. And she didn't throw the comp. But so, like, stuff like that, like, for a strategy move, like, I can see it. But the amount of comps thrown, like, if you think about why Jason got evicted, it's because Alex threw a comp she could have won. Right. Because she trusted Paul so much, and he somehow convinced her that it was better for him to win it, or whoever did win it, than her. And that's why her biggest ally in the game got evicted. Mm-hmm. You know, and... It was just comp thrown after comp thrown after comp thrown. And I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. See, that's what I was meaning when I was watching you. I was like, I get what she's saying. Like, I don't know with the other people throwing comps. Yeah. And then I come, I come to jury and I'm, I'm the bitter juror. And I'm like, or I'm the only one along with Mark that, and Jason and Alex a little bit that have feelings about the game that actually tried. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting so far behind on these questions. What was your favorite memory from the house? Um, my favorite memory from the house is probably one that I actually don't have on camera, which is a bummer. But it's mine and Mark's first kiss. 
And we have so many sweet memories together and we have them because of live feeds. But for whatever reason, live feed, they, CBS really screwed that up and they didn't capture our first kiss on camera. So I wish I had that. And then aside from that, that we did have some really fun, just probably things that never made CBS fun moments with not even just me and Mark. Like we, we did have some real friendships with other people in that house. Um, but yeah, my favorite memories are first kiss. Um, okay. I literally have like one minute left with you. So, um, I guess, can you give us advice for people that are watching you and thinking about auditioning for big brother this year? Yeah. I mean, casting is about to start. So my best advice for anybody wanting to apply for big brother is to be yourself. And I know it's so cliche, but at the end of the day, like that's what they want to see. And that's what you, you can't fake it 24 seven for four months. So show them who you are. Maybe be an exaggerated version of yourself. You know, they like a personality. Um, tell a lot of stories and just show show the casting people that you want to compete. Like, nobody wants a boring game player. So really prove to them that you're going to go in there and fight to win. If if somebody stabs you in the back, you're out for revenge. You know, sh show them that you're ready to play. Um, okay, so that was my last question. But I feel like you are so funny. Like, do you have one, like, just really funny moment from the show that maybe we didn't see on the actual show that you can tell us about? Because I know I was listening to Caitlin's podcast, too, with you, and you just had some funny moments, so I thought maybe you could leave us with something fun just as I, I was going to say, like, I did reveal to Caitlin on her podcast about how I peed the bed, um, which is probably the funniest moment that happened to me in Big Brother that I didn't tell anyone um, until I got drunk on Caitlin's podcast and told her, and then I'm now revealing to even more people who probably had missed it. So that's probably the funniest moment. But I will also say that I'm very disappointed because I was sending out some perineum content the first couple of weeks, just really on my A game with the jokes and, and, the, and the witty comebacks. And I'm pretty certain that none of that made TV. And also, we didn't have live feed then. So I'm like, what did I, I – I just remember being hilarious, but I don't know what I said. But for sure, ask Ramses because he's – that was the ongoing joke in the house is that Ramses was the only person that thought I was funny. And I was like, you're the only one with a sense of humor because he's the only one that thought my jokes were funny. I'll tell him that. I'll make sure to mention that to him. <laughs> and we had a final two that no one knew about. The final two, you and Ramses? Ramses? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We were like day one, me and him were like, okay, it's on, like me and you. And we always had like this side alliance that no one really knew about. And uh, I, like I said, I haven't watched it back, but according to my friends and family, like CBS didn't feature that at all. Like that wasn't a storyline they covered. So no one really knew that me and Ramses were working together from the, from literally day. He was the only person I would say I was working with from day one. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Perfect timing. I can ask him about that tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Tell him I love him. I will. Thank you so much, Elena. It's been so wonderful talking with you. You're just as great as I imagined on the show. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thanks for wanting me. I'm honored and I've had just as much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Sarah Scoop Show. Make sure to check back every week for more exclusive interviews and head to sarahscoop.com for more of The Scoop.